We are passionate about the marriage that God has given us, and we want to help other couples feel just as passionate. Our goal with this podcast is to give you creative and out-of-the-box ideas to bring more love and more joy and more fun to your marriage. Welcome to episode three of A Creative Marriage Podcast with Chris and Morgan King. Hey, everybody. <laughs> this week, uh, Chris was on the phone with customer service of uh, a rug company trying to get our order um, fixed because it didn't go through. Anyway, he was talking to the lady online or on the phone and said, W instead of W. <laughs> so I'm so curious <laughs> if anyone else pronounces it as W. In other words, we're starting this podcast with Morgan talking about my accent, which I don't really think I have. Normally, I don't think you do either. Somehow, W slipped out, and uh, I had not heard that before in 10 years of, <laughs> of being married to you. So that w, was a new one. W. It was yeah. just, I was put on the spot. I got nervous. Yeah, well, it was a good one. <laughs> All right. On this episode, we are going to be discussing hobbies and when is having too many hobbies having too Too many many hobbies (laughs) (laughs) Uh, this is something that we experienced oh man it was a couple years ago we kind of just stopped just two years straight into our marriage i think yeah and we just stopped and said what in the world are we doing we have so many hobbies (laughs) that we can't even do a hobby because we have so many like there's so many, we don't have time for one. That's right. Morgan and I are definitely, <clears throat> we love to do many things. And so it's not that we, you know, we're trying to downplay that fact. We just really felt that we were getting stretched and um, needed needed a plan. So on this episode, we're going to dive into how that plan went about and um, what we do now with our hobbies. Yeah, and I think for me... When we started talking about it, it reminded me back in college, and maybe this is uh, something that, I don't know, anyone anyone else listening can relate to, but um, I created a list of things I wanted to do before I was 30, and on that list was play the guitar, <laughs> you know, learn how to speak French fluently, things like that, like things that I am... Not skilled at at all. Just really, bucket, bucket list. Item. Bucket list. I have no real interest in, but the <laughs> world was telling me that I should want to do these things because I had seen them on other bucket list items. So I think some of the hobbies that I had when we first started out, you know, as a married couple, I, you know, was still learning myself and learning what I truly loved and, um, and I'm still learning that, like, I'm still learning like how I want to spend my time. And I do feel like that having a kid has really even honed that in more as far as, okay, I only have a very small amount of time for something that I love on my own as quote unquote a hobby. So what is most meaningful to me. So that's really helped too. For me, it was really realizing what I'm really passionate about. And so I had all these things I loved to do, but once I got married um, and wanting to give Morgan 
amazing quality time and not um, making quality time quality instead of stretching everything really thin and thin, including my marriage. Um, it meant taking away some of hobbies that I may have been doing that, you know, maybe I didn't really, really love doing them, but I was just doing them just because. So mm-hmm. a just because hobby. Yeah. Yeah. And w- my side <laughs> note, my love language is quality time. So that's where <laughs> that plays in. You know, we were just living in South Carolina and we got surfboards and went surfing mm. a handful of times. Mm. And that's a hobby that comes to mind. Like we are still learning this concept of kind of tweaking and narrowing down things that we like to do so that we are doing what we enjoy the most when we do have free time. And so surfing was something that was really fun. Mm. And we lived in an area where we were blessed to be able to do that. But I, we both came to the realization about a year ago and thought, you know what? There's other things that we want to be doing during this yeah. time when we could be surfing. And um, this is something that we both felt like we needed to give up. Yeah. And so for for me, I had to realize what, if I love the idea of a hobby. And so surfing was that. And maybe for Morgan was learning to play the guitar at some yep, point. So totally. loving the idea of a hobby versus actually being passionate about the hobby is really what had to sit down and focus on. Um, and really even to the point of when I sold our surfboards, which is really hard for me to do because I grew up with the dream of wanting to be a surfer. And so surfing was, was that, and was a very little part of my life and a little part Mm -hmm. of a hobby, but, uh, definitely was hard to sell surfboards, even though we ended up not making it an important hobby. Who doesn't want to be seen as a cool surfer? I think everybody does. (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) Well, maybe that's just me. Just like learning French. (laughs) Who doesn't want to be able to speak French? It's pretty cool. So that's kind of how we got started on this topic. And um, it's been something we've been pruning in ourselves. And I think with growth in our faith too, we have come to realize some hobbies are just, Mm. you know, maybe that's not what God has for us. And it might not even be something that he has for us ever, or just Mm. in a certain season of life. That's good. Um, So it's, I don't think it's ever going to change, like stay consistent where we only have one or two hobbies and that's it for life. You know, I think God's going to keep changing us and growing us. Um, so yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll see, but we are kind of at the point right now with a one-year-old where, you know, we have a select number of hobbies and, um, we are passionate about those. And I don't think that we're really trying to add on anymore or have any interest in adding on anymore because, you know, what we found, we love, we love, and, and that's that. So as far as supporting each other in our hobbies, that is something too that we've had to work on in our marriage and um, really want to speak to that because hopefully, you know, anyone listening is, you know, in a a marriage that they are growing in and trying to support their spouse in and hobbies is one that we've really never seen any books on or... um, talks on or podcasts or anything like that. So, Mm. um, supporting each other's hobbies has been really fruitful in our marriage. Um, and that's looked, that's 
grown through the years, but one of the ways that um, Chris has supported my hobby of reading is allowing me to have a coffee house night once a week. And so that just looks like we play coffee house music on Spotify, we make decaf coffee. I read, Chris reads, or he does something else, like he likes to research things on the computer. I don't know if you want to speak to that. That's not really a hobby, but... It's not really a hobby, but that's what he would do if he he doesn't feel like reading. But it's a way to support me and allow me to have space to do my hobby um, in in an evening or during an evening after work. So, yeah, I'm going to backtrack a little bit to how we get to that point. And I think we start to realize what the other person loves. And so we've had to communicate that to each other. So Morgan loves reading and she's had to communicate that she loves reading time. It's not a time to sit there for her and me interrupt her every one minute to talk. Mm -hmm. Like, no, this is, this is my hobby. This is what I want to be doing. I want to be sitting here and reading. This is what I want to be doing during this time. And so that leads me to one of my passions and one of my love hobbies is college football. I just love watching college football. I love when Morgan's talking about researching on the computer, just reading articles about college football. So mm-hmm. um, that is a hobby that I know that we've communicated um, that I love and that she is supported and the support has gained interest from her so much through our 10 years of marriage. Um, yeah. It's been th- awesome to see her growth is falling in love with my hobby is just like she was saying with me falling in love with reading a lot more than I told her uh, one time that I probably, I don't know if I would ever read if it wasn't for her in <laughs> in my life because I would uh, probably sit there and watch something every evening after work or something instead of having reading time. Uh, but I've definitely read probably 50 more books than I ever <laughs> would in my life if it wasn't for Morgan. What a boring life not reading. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's two things that play into supporting um, your spouse and their hobby um, and how I have fallen for Chris's hobby of college football. Number one, I realized that hobby is not ever going away. Like I have to accept (laughs) that hobby. (laughs) That is going to happen every single year. And the more I resist it, I'm the one who's not going to enjoy it. Chris is going to get some less enjoyment out of that hobby because he knows that I'm not, you know, having any fun. Um, and then secondly, Mm. I I do think that Chris invited me into the hobby of college football. So how he did that, there's a couple ways, like he would create competitions for us, like, and, you know, we would bet each other on games and he would explain, uh, you know, what we're betting on. Like, so, you know, how many, uh, passes, you know, the wide receiver is going to have, uh, or catch, um, in a game. Like I just have to name a number and if I'm right, I get a back massage. Hey, win-win. That's, that's awesome. Um, so he's invited me in that way, but also he has, I'm going to stop you right there. So it's been, Morgan's been open to that. (laughs) That's the key. Like she has shown me that she is open to, um, learning more about football. I mean, I've literally on a whiteboard sat there and showed her a cover two defense. And then on a Saturday during a college football game, shown her a team running that same, cover two defense and it makes it so much more exciting for her, but she has been so open to learning that. And it's so awesome to see her and 
her dive into that. Yeah. I didn't know anything about football before I married Chris. I didn't even know going to Virginia Tech, that Virginia Tech was a huge football school. So I literally knew nothing. And now I can name player, you know, like I actually have some knowledge that makes it more fun. But you invited me into that. Um, and that helped me have a desire to get more involved and have more fun with it. Um, Just like now I know who Harry Potter is. Same thing. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I have yet to get you to read the book. That's okay. One day. One day. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah. Supporting each other's hobbies, though, and just trying to get, have a way um, or make a way for your spouse to, you know, be welcome into your hobby or a way, being communicative and how they can support you in the, in your hobby. Because, you know, I can't make Chris read on his own necessarily, but I can him, invite him into like my time of reading and say, and actually recommend books that you have taken me up on. Yeah. yeah. And I think hobbies definitely grow over time or diminish over time as well. I mean, there's hobbies that I was doing when we first got married that I don't even think about anymore. I think... I went fishing when we first got married, and I haven't touched a fishing rod since. Mm-hmm. It's been 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, but I fell in love with woodworking. I mean, we moved into a house, and our previous home was a fixer-upper home, and I fell in love with woodworking, where six years prior to that, I hadn't done any woodworking in our marriage. But yeah. now I would say it's one of my top five hobbies if I were to narrow it down. Yeah. I think I have a challenge for anyone who's listening, uh, and that is to have dinner with your spouse at the table, come prepared with a list of your hobbies and tell them how they can support you Mm. and ask how you can support them in their hobby. Mm. Um, And really maybe pray over your list of hobbies and see how God might be leading you to give up some for a season or maybe he's speaking to you to like, hey, you know what, Morgan, you, I made you to enjoy this specific hobby and I'm all f- for supporting you in this hobby. And um, how awesome is it to hear God say something like that to you? So I think that's a great idea. And it really, to ask each other, do you really love that hobby? Or is it just something that you've always done? Have you always yeah. just gone golfing? Is that why you're saying that it's one of your favorite hobbies? Or are you really passionate and love to do that? So, and then it helps your spouse support you in that. Yes, I really love this. Okay, well... Are you going to play golf this weekend? I can support you in that. If that is one of your top priority passions yep. to Here's uh, how we pursue. can arrange our schedule so that you yeah, can Yeah, so you can actually pursue your hobby. Yeah. yeah, I do think too being able to talk with your spouse about it um, is so important because I do remember very early on in our marriage I uh, reading, I felt kind of nerdy saying that that was something that I just loved to do. Mm. Uh, I remember the switch when we came to the realization that, yeah. Morgan, it's your hobby. It's your favorite thing to do. Yeah. It's and, great. And hearing you acknowledge that and not think, you know, man, my wife is kind of dorky. Like, I'm embarrassed to tell people that she likes <laughs> to read. <laughs> I know you would never say that. But, you know, these are just thoughts that, like, unconscious thoughts that go through your mind and yeah. and make it so that you don't verbalize how much you love maybe a hobby and and maybe thrive by getting to spend 20 minutes on your own reading or, or doing your hobby. That, for me, was really important, too. So Absolutely. I think that's a great task for everyone to do um, as a couple is sit down and go through your hobbies and take the time even before you sit down together to really look at your list and 
ask yourself, does this hobby bring me joy? Am I actually really passionate about this? Or is this something when I was 14 years old, it was just a dream and yeah, I really don't need to spend a ton of time doing this because I'm not really passionate about it. Yeah. And what about those hobbies that you've always wanted to try and never have that could be written down on your list and man, what a cool time to start something like, like a, like if you love to craft, this would be an amazing time to start Mm. crafting. And I mean, you know, what else are you doing? No, I'm just kidding. You have plenty of other things. It's a great example of, you know, too, that you might bring a hobby to the table and your spouse is like, what? You've never been into that. I've never even seen you excited about that. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, because I've never had the time to even bring it up. Yep. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So we would love to hear your feedback on hobbies and how this discussion with your spouse goes. So please share with us. Absolutely. We're excited to hear how God's moving in your relationship through hobbies and the passions that he's given you. And so to end out this episode, um, the one thing that we are in love with right now. So um, prior to having Malachi, Chris and I every day after work would have uh, what we called like decompression time. (laughs) And it was like probably about 30 minutes of no talking. We would do whatever we wanted. So for me, sometimes that was taking a nap. Sometimes that was reading. Sometimes that was starting on dinner. Um, I don't know. Chris, what were you doing during those times? <laughs> <laughs> I would read, honestly, close my eyes sometimes. Yeah. Just pray. have prayer time. I think I did a lot of times just take a break. Yeah. Yeah. From the day. Cause you know, after work, you get home and you are sometimes drained. Sometimes you just in a minute. Sometimes you need, you know, just some time not talking to people or hearing people or mm. any noise. Like it's yeah. just you know, it's a long day. It can be a long day. So that was what we were doing prior to Malachi. We kind of... Uh, And now with a child, it's changed a little bit. It's changed a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And with the coronavirus, it's changed even more. So we're both working from home. Um, And so we've found ourselves, you know, going straight from like when we turn off our laptops and shut down for the day, work, pick up Malachi, and then it's go time with Malachi until he goes to bed. And there's just really no like decompression time from the day and you still need that like in order to give our best to each other Mm. and to malachi and to the evening and to have energy um until we go to bed um we have started to just give each other 20 to 30 minutes um off off the clock so we pick up malachi from daycare and and one of us will take him and the other one has their time and then we switch then we switch yeah. And then it's go time. Yeah. And we have gotten rejuvenated. So yeah. um, if you need something like that in your day, talk to your spouse and make that happen. <laughs> Do it up. Yeah. Yeah. Make, yep. it, make it happen. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, thanks so much for joining us on episode three of A Creative Marriage Podcast. We'll see you next time.